0: Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse.
1: Hi, Jesse. Hello, Joseph. Robertson, how are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for noticing. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm just about to try some uh, delicious coffee that we are secretly creating. I know, but by the time this episode's thing. out,
1: it won't be as secret. Well, that's true. But, Although nobody's going to get it, so it's still secret. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. But secret. we
0: are going to talk about it a little bit,
1: right? Later on. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anything you want, Joseph.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, um, our, our recording right now is a little, uh, we're, we're like juggling around a bunch of scheduling stuff. So uh, we're recording this episode like a busy. month in advance.
1: Yeah. It's been very busy. Yeah. Which is good. You know, a lot to catch up on a lot of uh things that should have happened last year that didn't that are all happening this year yeah yeah that's true i was um
0: speaking with uh some folks who own a, a roaster down in california um napa valley really nice folks um they were talking about doing farmers markets and other events and that kind of thing <laughs> um, which they, they haven't been able to do much of, uh, uh, for obvious reasons, but, um, they're, they're like pretty new into the experience of doing that kind of stuff. And the, the guy who's doing the roasting, he's got like all the, the passion and the enthusiasm of someone like really getting into it. And, and I'm like, oh, I miss, I miss that I miss energy that. <laughs> of being in, well, just like being at like events like that and just really getting into like, sharing the love of what you have with someone else who is like discovering it for the first time as well. You know,
1: it's right. Addicting you know, it's a funny. Way. Uh, just last week I gave my first tour since all the pandemic started and everything kind of came out of that, that weird winter. Um, and that was really fun. And I got a little taste cause am kind of, it's the first tour we've had in you know, a year and a half and right. it was, uh, It was really fun to see that excitement in people's eyes when they go from the disappointment of us not having any cream for their coffee to realizing they don't need it because it's delicious coffee and it's an (laughs) event and talk about green coffee and that excitement of different, you know, smelling the different uh, processes, the natural versus washed, like at the green green coffee form. And yeah, it was really, it was good to see that, uh, that excitement again. It kind of gave me some hope.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is like the Airbnb tours, right?
1: Yeah, uh, this was unaffiliated with that, but same style. Oh, OK, cool. Um, yeah, a friend reached out. He had some family in town. Um, oh, nice. So it was, it was like the perfect transition. So a little bit more informal. Um, yeah, gearing up. We'll uh, we'll be doing more of those sort of experiences hosted at Conduit. Not necessarily by me, but mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, really exciting. Um, I think you should run a seminar on how to film yourself making coffee. But it, you have to do it in person. <laughs> I'm
0: not. I'm not sure. I've figured out how to do that very well. Still, <laughs> how to make comedy? Uh, <laughs> how to make great April Fool's coffee videos? I think that mm-hmm. is something we do pretty well. Yeah. Anyway, it's well,
1: about summer, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's officially post solstice by the time this episode gets out that's right uh hopefully the weather is beautiful on that side of the of the season change i yeah.
0: expect it will be i think it's going to be a beautiful summer around here it's been a really lovely spring yeah i mean it's rainy here today but i also like days like this
1: yeah it's, it's a nice very contrast breezy out here it's a uh, it's been really lovely. I think that, you know, part of it is that we're all sort of opening back up and we have our vaccine so we can finally get outside and, and yeah. go do stuff. This time last year, all the parks and everything were closed, so we couldn't really get out and go hiking. And Right. Yeah. Um, it's been getting busy. A lot of people are moving around and getting antsy. Mm-hmm. Or releasing
0: the, <laughs> the pent up <laughs> energy and um, weird energy. Well, just the weirdness of everything of life being so confined right um but yeah. we figure a lot of you going out there enjoying the outdoors want to also enjoy some coffee while you're out there um mm-hmm. so we figured we'd talk a little bit about how you can enjoy coffee on the run on the go on the hike on the wherever hey, right I, we didn't talk about this when we were preparing but I'm um, you know you remember that uh biking coffee thing we did that one time
1: the coffee outside
0: yeah I mean
1: literally it was called coffee outside that's right I kind of wish we (laughs) did more of those I think yeah I mean that was really fun it was uh that was hilarious actually when the sun was rising and it caught your your orange coat that's right as I came over the hill yeah (laughs) (laughs) The sun rose twice that day. Yep. Um That's how good the coffee was. Uh yeah, those are fun little events. I should think about trying yeah. to do some of that um well, out I think here in the little town.
0: Yeah, I think you brought below. an Aeropress, press and I brought the um that uh uh portable espresso. The nomad, the nomad espresso. That's right,
1: the nomad, yeah. yeah. I had my Ikawa? camping stove.
0: The kawa? <laughs> no. I was about to go look for it in the the closet again. <laughs> it is over there the nomad
1: oh it didn't get ripped off nope who would want that plastic lego looking it's such thing? a weird looking device
0: <laughs> uh, maybe i'll bring it to some trips on some trips this summer it's
1: yeah it's a curious design yeah
0: I like it, it. It is. It is surprisingly so. The Nomad Espresso. Just to go over that, so we're not talking about things that, and you all are like, "What the heck are you talking about?" And I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but it's a it's a hand powered espresso machine, um, and it's got it's got like a portafilter thing in it, and the the way it creates pressure is is there's a pump like a like a seesaw type pump that you. <laughs> like press on both like sides a, with your thumb it's like a thumbs, fidget spinner like makes yeah. espresso so you like you you boil water but after you get the coffee ground and tamped in the thing and put into the to the pressurized portafilter container which is just a box attached to in this weird escher like uh construction on on like in a bizarre i'm using my hands and uh,
1: i know (laughs) your hands aren't making any (laughs) sense either and i know what you're talking about
0: um it's a box connected in a weird way to another box that is the combination uh tank where you put the boiling water right after you boil it and the pump that you pump that boiling water pressurized into the pressure container uh and then yeah out comes your espresso um it's a little clunky because you only have uh, you have a, a a pretty precise space under the output between like That's whatever right. whatever you're setting the thing on it's not like some of the other portable espresso like the um uh, waka something mini waka i don't know i'm thinking about it. it's it's just like a cylinder that you you fill up and you push a button and you hold it over the the cup have you seen those yeah yeah. It's not like that. You have to set it down and pump the thing. Anyway, it's really weird visually describing things on a,
1: a podcast, <laughs> especially when they're odd looking things. Yeah. So basically it's a yeah, uh, I did. Uh, so that's the that's the nomad. I had an AeroPress, yeah. which is this weird little cylinder. I won't describe it. Everybody Do knows it. what it is. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a giant syringe with a coffee filter on the end. Well, I was uh, I was surprised. So my dad is always into gear. I hope he's listening to this episode. Um, I can't remember the brand of of this, but I've looked it up, and it turns out there's a bunch on the old Amazon.com, um, which is I know where he got it. Uh, it's a grinder. It's a battery powered USB chargeable rechargeable grinder. Um, hmm. You know, so it's like a hand. It looks like a handheld burr grinder, but it has a, a battery in it, so you don't have to do the cranking. I was really skeptical because mm-hmm. um, it's silly. Uh, small little cylinder, but you know, he's driving around. He has a new camper, and so it kind of fit perfect, but it actually ground the coffee really fast and had a decent uh, ceramic conical burr on it that, that was as good as anything you'd find for whatever the price range was. I think it was about $75. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was kind of silly, but I sort of fell in love with was that it also... So it was like you put the coffee in the top, like you do on a handheld grinder, and then it grinds through the burrs and ends up in a clear little jar cylinder thing Mm -hmm. at the bottom. Um, That little jar cylinder thing doubles as a lantern. (laughs) (laughs) What? So for like camping, you just like hang the coffee grinder from the top of the tent and turn on the light, and it's a little lantern. Oh, there's a
0: light in it? That's weird. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I know, a little LED light. And it was was bright enough for like a tent. And what I guess what I... uh, part of my problem with being grind bringing grinders camping is that it's just a clunky thing to have around that's only a right. single purpose just so, grinding for coffee for backpacking yeah. yeah i mean i talked yeah. about that like for backpacking like just bring your coffee pre-ground um, yeah yeah as you said you're you're
0: brewing it with river water anyway so yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah so that's the newest gadget i guess the um always love our friends uh well the mastermind terry zenowitz always creating things and Mm. he is partnered with a company down i think they're out of la la area called overland coffee and they're prepackaged little pour overs you know nitrogen sealed little coffee packets that you spread out over the top of the cup and then pour the water through Mm -hmm. those are actually pretty darn tasty it lasts pretty well. Um, and they're nice backup when you don't have power and you just need to boil some water make some coffee.
0: That's interesting. I I've been seeing those and I think I've been, um, not, not necessarily the Overland brand. Um, but I've seen like, uh, you know, other people doing that kind of thing. And, um, I feel like I've, I've approached and reacted to that with not just skepticism, but maybe a little bit of like Oh, another like prepackaged disposable uh, thing, you know,
1: but, true. um, it's true. It's all compostable, you know, yeah. so it's part of that, but it's, uh, I mean, you're right. You can say that about anything new in coffee. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think for me, that just taps into
0: the, like anything that takes you away from the people in the process. Uh, to me is is problematic but you know i think there's a way to do that which which right. doesn't have that effect
1: um, and i think you know just buying it from smaller more innovative companies kind of brings that back i mean we are talking about making coffee on the run and camping so yeah yeah exactly I mean, it's at some point you have to let the farmer stay where he is and not bring him <laughs> camping with you <laughs> he, 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 he. oh a tent's bigger it just gets all messy when <laughs> Ellie Cruz Lopez shows up on the camping trip. (laughs) I just needed your coffee. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, my, my answer has, has been as far as like backpacking uh, and camping, all the different devices, but it it pre-ground and then essentially French press. When I'm backpacking, I use um, the uh, Espros uh, Ultralight press. Um, Is it cool? It works well for, any number of hot beverages um but it's got you know the the plunger that you can stick in and use to right to press i just use one of those
1: uh little uh brass camping filters from msr oh yeah and then i just put the coffee into it and and then use that cup for my bowl and everything i tend to go a little bit more ultralight when i'm backpacking in that regard because those things take up a lot of space yeah it's true um Yeah. The uh, power requirements to boil water are something that I think a lot of people forget about Mm. when they're doing their their glamour camping, you know, and and a little basic generator, a little Honda generator, you know, 1200 watt generator doesn't provide enough power to boil water in a kettle or uh, a Keurig or things like that because it's. Right. They demand, you know, 1700 or 2000 watts of power, you know, so it kind of catches people off guard. So I would plan on. As you travel to plan on boiling your water with like a, like a propane or a, yeah. know, some other water heater, I yeah, I guess I never
0: thought about uh, electrical uh, electrical concerns. Um, even when like car camping, uh, I've always had. I think I still have this somewhere—a big, fat, old, like green flat coleman stove, stove you know yeah. like coleman one of those classic yeah. coleman's i have just two of those screw in the the gas on the side and stick your beat up pot on top of there boil the water and slosh it into your that yep. the car camping i also use a french press but it's like a it's a big fat metal beat yeah. up one that you can throw against a rock and it's fine <laughs> i have what?
1: Well, yeah i have the bodum the bodum uh columbia yeah <laughs> which is a big stainless steel double walled thing yeah. for car camping i think it's I went car camping. There was a group of us. It was, I think it was a bachelor party and I was of course up early. Cause that's what I do. And I make coffee uh, cause that's what I do. And so I get up and start making water for the French press and make the first pot. And I have my cup and some people casually get up and this guy gets up and offered him a cup. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I have my own. This, he had a full, he's a family man. He had a full camper set up and, and pulls out his Keurig on a table outside and, starts up his generator and wow and you hear it just go bur, 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 and die and he like, starts swearing because he thinks something's wrong with his generator and you know I offer him another cup of coffee which totally gets under his skin immediately and uh, and then uh, generator starts up and then dies again starts uh-huh. up and then dies again and then curious pulling my, too much power yep yep couldn't <laughs> handle it uh, so yeah the uh, Coleman stove for the wind for boiling uh-huh. water I, I jumped in and, and ruined your punchline. You did probably cause I've already told the story on the show.
0: <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, I can't even imagine like going camping and bringing a generator and a Keurig to make coffee when you can have a perfectly good, like even if you can't have a fire, you can have a stove and
1: well, right. You know, and he had propane for, for grilling and camping, yeah. you know, for, like the Coleman stove for that kind of stuff, but it's just so set on the gadget. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's uh that's the thing. Um, how about road tripping? I'm going to do some road tripping this summer. I need some, maybe some alternative. I mean, I might bring the no but
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's all the coffee things we're talking about for equipment when you're road tripping. I think it's really fun to explore new cafes mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of discover those, um, so, depending on where you're going, there could be some little gems. If there's a college college town, things like that, you can find some coffee. Um, at least, you know, baristas trying and getting the coffee they can get. But there's right. some with good roasting. There's some surprising coffee out there. Uh, I think always remember that um, every Starbucks will make you a pour over if you want their blonde roast and they don't have it brewed, so you can get a lighter coffee. And I've had several Chemexes that. Um. Although not the best Chemex brew, it was the best coffee I've ever had from Starbucks in a long, long time. Hmm. And in the middle of Wyoming and these poor little 17-year-old kids that have never made a pour over, try it for the first time, stir it with a fork. Like, it's a mess. It's so funny. And um, also remember to bring cash if you do that because they they don't accept tips on their card. And <laughs> these kids certainly deserve it for making their first Chemex. Right. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, they will, they will brew, Starbucks will brew blonde roast for you. Um, so that's a nice, nice change when you're out there on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess the nice thing about the Starbucks is uh, you, you know what you're getting at least. Um It's true. I mean, some- it's a, <laughs> it's not a coffee thing. It's a market. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, consistency, you know, what am I trying to say? A uh, coffee industrial complex. Hmm. yeah allows that to happen that sounds good (laughs) um
0: doing a little did 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 a little bit of road tripping um not this past weekend but the weekend before um i think i don't even know what day it is now um and uh it we we drove to the oregon coast essentially um not much like very good coffee out there from the kind of things that I'm interested in looking for. Right. A lot of Dutch brothers. Yep. Um, and, uh, I just, I did not want to, like if I was going to stop at a Dutch brothers, I would get something like an Oreo milkshake that has, you know, some coffee, something in it.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, uh, I agree. I think that if you find a decent little grocery store, like, uh, the just black cold brew in a can is oh, a really good yeah. backup to that's like, just good. get you the coffee you want when you want it. It's decent ish. Mm-hmm. And then you get your Oreo milkshake when you just want that yeah. smoothie, whether it's caffeine or not in it.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Cold brew in a can. That's a, that's a good, um, that's a good car trip, uh, car road trip, whatever solution, uh, easy to carry along. Uh, yep. you know what it is. Well, it, obviously if you want something hot, you gotta stop somewhere, but right. So sometimes oh, you just need to do that. It can also be surprising, uh, find something like really tasty out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I did that once, uh, not on a road trip, but a train trip, uh, train stopped in, uh, gosh, somewhere in Montana. I'm blanking on what town it was, but it was there for like half an hour. So we could get out and walk around a little bit. Um, right. and, a couple hundred feet off the tracks across the road was a little like coffee cart and I thought "Eh, why not screw it let me go try it out Um, turned out to be really surprisingly delicious Um, like I ordered a mocha and it was really good and I was like oh maybe let me try your actual coffee and I got just a brewed coffee and it was like Turned turned out to be like a a real just coffee enthusiast out in the middle of right. nowhere who is enjoying enjoying the craft and,
1: um, and that's what's yeah that's what's true that's happening more and more you know yeah. and as coffee improves in the city it slowly uh, filters out into the uh, <laughs> smaller towns <laughs> that's my pun laugh ah uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. What do you think about uh, seasonality changes? I wrote down a note that says seasonality changes, and I have two thoughts on that. One is just the changing (laughs) habits of coffee drinking for the seasons, but the other is the like um, on the production side of coffee, like what can you find through the different seasons, like fresh. Like I know we've kind of talked about that before, um, because. You can find any kind of coffee pretty much any time of the year because it people like buy it and hold on to it for a while. But, right. Um, I am always interested to think about like what is what is this season of coffee right now, right?
1: Well, it's a little bit difficult because of when we're recording this versus what will be available. Uh, you know, we're we're currently kind of coming out of the Ethiopia season and into the Kenya season. Um, which is exciting. So I've been seeing some new Kenyan uh, Rwandan coffees are showing back up again. Uh, I believe that pretty much, I mean, this time of year is great because everybody's producing coffee in Mm -hmm. some capacity. Um, It's kind of when you get more into the, our like late fall and winter, when some of that slows down a little bit on production. Interesting. um, Yeah. Central American coffees. I've been getting emails that the new Guatemalans are landing, you know, so it's, it's all kind of happening right now. It's a great time to be, experimenting on different origins of coffee for Mm. sure so
0: yeah that's an interesting thought for the summer spend the summer exploring all the uh all the different origins right
1: yeah and i'm trying to do that at the at the store uh is just you know not challenge people but offer some selection and 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 kind of Show them what what all the options are out there for coffees and kind of break them out of the routine of just the only the local roaster only with this particular roast and finding uh, other roasters that maybe have similar roasting profiles, but um, just different and different, you know, just kind of slowly breaking people out of that shell. So they're open to experimenting. So when they're in a place like the Oregon Coast, they're not only you know sticking <laughs> in one one idea of what they're going to get right. I, I think. Uh,
0: that idea of like just, just opening the door for people is a really powerful concept. Um, and it's, uh, I've been having, uh, conversations recently about, um, well, like marketing and coffee in general, we're kind of tailing off of this summer coffee, road trip, coffee everywhere conversation. So a little bit, Anyway, um, (laughs) the, uh, when you, when you get into like the, the marketing space, just in general of trying to sell things. And, and and I do see this with a lot of coffee companies, people try to do the, uh, sort of classic strategies and tactics of trying to sell something. Um, like this is very easy to see prime example, anyone who claims to have the best coffee, Okay. Well, that's not true. Your coffee may be really fantastic. You may believe it's the best coffee, but you know, very subjective claim, but you're trying to like convince people to have the thing that you have. Whereas the only thing that I've seen ever that's like effective is opening the door. You'd be like, everyone, everyone who's coming to a cafe, um, is expecting something. Right. And you do your best to prov- to provide what they're expecting while also opening the door for a new possibility.
1: Right. And- I think I totally agree. We had this conversation yesterday um, at this potential cafe project. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what we're talking about is just like who's the market that we're selling to. And in, in downtown Seattle, it's really fun to you know think about all the exquisite coffees and the type of You know attention you can get from having that sort of quote hipster coffee experience but that's not actually what makes any money in coffee is the small black coffees little espressos things like that you know what makes money is families feeling comfortable getting what they want to get yeah and breaking you know and then being pleasantly surprised this was really excellent coffee because they came in for ice cream you know and Mm. that's how you like open up and get people to kind of try it again and and find out who's roasting it and um you know how just I, I don't know that's what that's what keeps the customers and keeps the momentum going i believe on a uh you know on a retail level is surprising people so it's really fun out here in the small town to have people love the coffee and it's I don't know. I, I guess it's a pretty darn good roast, but it's also not that much different than what they're already drinking. It's just, you know, instead of going well into first crack, I stop right when, or well into second crack, I stop right when second crack is starting. So it's still a pretty heavy, medium roast, Mm -hmm. but just has enough of that caramelization and hasn't built up any of the, the overcooked um, acids in
0: there. Yeah. To bring, to bring this, uh, this little conversation back around to Um, while you're out there in the world this summer, if you're traveling, especially, you know, you're going to new places. I think it's, it's really interesting, uh, and, and personally powerful, I think to recognize what it is that you're expecting in your coffee, right? Like I know when I go into a cafe, what it is that I hope to achieve. Um, and I also know, like, I, I. If if I'm if I'm going to a, a little cafe spot in the middle of nowhere, that's like especially if it's like a drive-through, um, I know what what the base. I have a good idea what the base expectation is from everyone else, so I can be like, right. I'm looking for like I would like a light, maybe a medium roasted, you know, paper filtered something. Okay, this isn't going to be the place for that, but I can have I can allow. Myself, to recognize other doors that are open and be like, hmm maybe maybe there's an opportunity to try something interesting and different here, right
1: and I think that's true, and it's also I think it's important to um be patient that they might not have the same idea of what a coffee experience should be mm-hmm. and uh to be kind to them and just see what they have and and see what kind of you know Where they make it, we get that a lot because we don't have any white white chocolate for white chocolate mochas Mm because I don't like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just flavored sugar water stuff. Yeah, Uh, it's not actually chocolate. And some people look genuinely disappointed, but most people just want a mocha and they want something sweet. So you can just have that. Yeah, just talk to them about that and be friendly. You know, so it's uh, just remember that they're baristas and they're usually young people that are just trying their best to keep a job going and keep you happy. and so if they don't have what you want to see what they like to serve you mm-hmm. know i remember years sometimes ago sometimes you might be shocked and you just need to leave in dismay but <laughs> most of the time you'll end up with something that's decent and you know have a good experience <laughs> yeah uh i remember
0: years ago going into a a new cafe uh in this region um it was over on over on the island um and they were serving umbria and uh, i know that umbria is like charcoal um yeah so i wasn't having any any fantastic expectations as far as that goes but i thought that um you know i might enjoy uh you know a dark roast espresso something that's like thicker than i'm used to something that's like maybe really deeply rich i'm like okay i can go in and and try this out and and give it a good shot (laughs) but um (laughs) they pulled the espresso and it was like a really. I guess, old school classic espresso. It, it like, I know it, it must've been like two ounces full of this espresso shot. Like
1: yeah, practically, long...
0: uh, like practically an Italiano in, in respects, but like really thin and watery um, by comparison to other expre- espresso experiences that I, I was used to. Um, and uh, I did not, like, it, it clashed with my expectation and I didn't have the, the, like, kind of open mind at the time to to be, like, trying to appreciate that in a different way. Um, and this conversation is, is making me think, oh, yeah, like, I think it's really important when going into a new space to, to just have a, a mind of, of acceptance of what it is that they have and do and provide. Yeah. Um, and just find the enjoyment in that, regardless of whether it's what you would hope to get you
1: know yeah i mean preferences are different than what you know everybody has different preferences and we know in coffee everybody's weird and finicky with every single cup of coffee that they want which yeah. is the beauty and the challenge of it mm-hmm. you know especially as a small business yeah i mean i think about that drive through stand i stop at every once in a while to going into town and the baristas are hilarious they're really nice um and they make what you want and they use terrible coffee and so <laughs> I just add cream to everything that I order because I usually drink my coffee black, but I know what they're serving. And so I get, you know, an inch of cream when I get it. So I Mm -hmm. get the caffeine and I get the experience, but, you know, got to keep, you know, got to keep that gut rot out of there. You got (laughs) to, you got to get some. Yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes, uh, and this is something I've, I've been really aware of in the past couple of years, especially is if I if I know I know what my expectation is, what I want to have, if I if I can recognize that what I really want is you know this Ethiopia brewed on a to wave, and I can't have that, then I'm just not going to have a, a cup of coffee. Yeah, like if if that's what I really want in in my coffee, and I actually am not going to enjoy any other. Variation right. or anything, then you're not by actually else. addicted to
1: coffee. And <laughs> you're just treating it like a fine glass of wine, which is very good on you. <laughs> well, ladi da me. <laughs> yeah. You and your designer drugs over there, Ethiopian <laughs> designer drugs. <laughs> my, just, my handcrafted, artisanal <laughs> designer drugs. Yes. Designer caffeine. <laughs> There's our episode name. Oh, yes. Um, cool. Even though we're talking about coffee on the road. I know.
0: We like start, started off as like summer coffee, and then we ended up getting all philosophical.
1: Well, to bring it back around, we'll end it here. The, uh, I had an interesting conversation with a friend about the Bob Dylan song, One More Cup of Coffee for the Road. And that when that song was written, it's not about your to-go cup of coffee that often people, younger people think it is now. It's mm-hmm. about that cup of coffee lingering before I have to hit the road and leave you, you know, and um, it came up because we saw a sandwich board that said, you know, have a cup of coffee for the road or one more cup of coffee for the road and talking about like taking your coffee on the road. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, that's not what Bob Dylan meant. You know, it was about enjoying your cup of coffee and then hitting the road one more time. Um, yeah, that makes sense. You know, what did we do before paper cups? I mean... There's some terrible coffee cups. Remember all the styrofoam? Ooh. Yeah. Like, Yikes. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I think that's another thing is to keep in mind how far coffee's come in the last 30 years. Yeah, that's and true. That we can even have a conversation about LED lit grinders in your <laughs> tent <laughs> with USB chargers. Okay. I and have that's to all brand new. I got a link to that
0: in the extended show notes. Um, the coffee
1: loversradio.com yeah. support us on patreon come have fun ask us questions correct our mistakes Yeah. make fun of our audio illustrations no one's ever made fun of my descriptions yeah they don't email you about that they email no. me yeah it's hard to say i got dozens every episode
0: Dozens of emails. How, why are you not sharing these with me? Why are we not doing an episode on? <laughs> oh,
1: I'm writing a Another book. Criticism. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It's long. It's like 260 pages already. And Impressive. Yeah. I take screenshots every time we record as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could end on that, that picture of your face. <laughs> uh, Good conversation, Joseph. It's always yep. good to see you. Talk
0: to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesse. And, and thank you all for listening. Y'all be well. <laughs> y'all, Have a good
1: holidays this y'all summer. Y'all well. Get outside. Enjoy the fresh air. Make some coffee.
0: And uh, send us pictures. Instagram. Coffee Thervers Radio. Oh, yeah. If you're traveling, if you're making coffee camping, anything. Yeah. If you tag us picture, in the photos,
1: we will check the Instagram account. Yeah,
0: we will. <laughs> we'll, we'll say thank you. Famous last <laughs> words.
1: <laughs> All right. Cheers. Right on. Cheers. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit
0: CoffeeLoversRadio.com.
1: There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff.
0: Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee.
1: Just visit CoffeeLoversRadio.com and we'll see you on the show.